Lucas and Phil. Hey, what's happening? Hey, hey, hey. Good morning and welcome to Second Breakfast with Lucas and Phil. I'm Lucas. I'm Phil. And today, guess what kind of episode we have for you, Phil? I I don't know. I was thinking maybe a special one. Oh, a very special a episode very planned for you today. Episode. So, Phil, <laughs> because it's very special, oh. because we have a time constraint, let's start it off hot. Phil, what is the best thing you had to eat this week? Uh, my uh, year, I don't care. I, I can't tell you. <laughs> because I'm on a diet, and it was cheating. I had a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos just come out. <laughs> and that's, I'm not, I haven't had any junk this whole week. It's been wonderful. I've been, I've been eating really healthy food and drinking no pop. And I just got an orange soda and a piece of Quick Trip Pizza and Cool Ranch Doritos, man, they're awesome when you haven't had any junk <laughs> or any flour oh, for four man. days. <laughs> oh, Five man. Days. So, yeah, what's the best thing you had to eat, Lucas? I uh, bet it was better than my Doritos. <laughs> I am anticipating having some really great dinner tonight, but I can't I can't ever remember what we've talked about since the last time we podcasted. So, Which was five minutes ago. Yeah, I'm just going to say uh, the best thing I had to eat recently was Tori made uh, me, for her birthday party, she made me biscuits and gravy, gluten-free biscuits and gravy, and they were phenomenal. And I don't wow. I don't think I talked about the time I had them at her birthday, but I think I talked about them the time I had them at, at Christmas. So you, you talk about gluten-free biscuits and gravy all the time, Lucas. Uh, it's because recently <laughs> I discovered them. So. You discovered that that's actually a thing. It doesn't seem like it should be a thing, but no, it is. And it was amazing. It yeah, was so good. Thing. And I had it uh, a couple times because I had it and then uh, there were leftovers. So I had it again. And then there was no leftover biscuits, but I had leftover gravy. So I made mm. this like bowl that had like hash browns and eggs, which by the way, our chickens are finally laying eggs you so have chickens we, wait i didn't know you had chickens <laughs> yeah we have chickens i did not meet your chickens when i was at your house you uh, did you get them since i was at no. your house oh, okay no i've had i've had chickens for a while since last summer uh we got a dozen or a half dozen chickens last summer and then they all died and then we got <laughs> about a dozen I more don't know why i'm laughing at the dead chickens i i'm so sorry we're learning <laughs> <Your> chickens died <laughs> you sound sincere uh yeah, we have an owl problem oh. in our neighborhood, apparently. So, ah, uh, yes. so I built them. Now they have their own little part of the yard that has that aviary net over the top. You uh, know, I have to tell a story. I, this is a non. This is a. This, this is, is not bonus. A part of the podcast. Bonus. This is a bonus story. So, I saw one day. This has been a few years ago in my neighborhood a bald eagle. What? And I'm like, what? I'm following. I'm following this bald eagle swooping down over the houses and yards in my neighborhood. And I follow him. I turn up the street and I catch a glimpse of turn him up again. The street. Just as he just as he swoops down and snags a small animal off the top of a fence in my neighborhood. <laughs> it was like a the what are you? The, it was like a National Geographic moment. <laughs> it was amazing. Anyway, we, but we you had have that owls. Here. We had I saw this hawk eating well it was a moment you had to turn small children's head away from because it was after it had snatched a kitten from someone's oh, house. No. So we pull up. I'm like, whoa, that's a hawk. Everybody, don't look, don't, don't look, look, don't look. 
Oh, an anyway, eye-covering moment. Yeah, so... Eye-covering stories with Lucas. Those fresh chicken eggs have been great, uh, especially yeah. after I've been feeding them for like a year with nothing, no return. So yeah. finally, finally they're paying their way. Most expensive eggs I've ever eaten. <laughs> no, we got, we got chickens. The girls love them, so it's worth it, but... That's good. That's good. I've had a lot of eggs this week, too. That's one of the foods on my diet. A lot of eggs. Nice. I do love eggs. So good. So do I get to do a dad story? You are. Okay, sing it. Dad, sir. Dad stories with Lucas. Is that the right song? Dad stories with Lucas. I think that was the same song I just sang. Yeah, I was just affirming you. (laughs) All right, go, man. Okay, so uh, first (laughs) off, if you don't know, uh, Tori and I are having a little boy come July. So we're super jacked and pumped about that. His name is going to be Phil. (laughs) Philip. It's actually funny you should say that because that's what today's dad story about. So we've been asking (laughs) Naomi since we found out we were pregnant, what should we name the baby? You should name him Uncle Phil. (laughs) She always says either Cinderella (laughs) or Elsa. (laughs) And so we've been asking her, and when we didn't know if it was a boy or girl, we're like, well, what do you think of this? And she goes, She'll say, she would say, you're killing me, mom. You're killing me. Like, Sylvie? No, Elsa. She needs to be named Elsa because she loves Frozen. Uh, and so, you're killing me, mom. You're killing me, mom. It oh, was I gotta so cute. That. You got to get that on the video. Yeah, we got to get that on the video. So, but she'll quit saying it soon. Recently, so even now that she knows it's a boy, uh, she says, uh, she'll still say, Elsa. We need to name him Elsa. We're like, well, that's not a boy's name. We, we're looking for, we need to name him. Uh, he's a little boy. He needs a little boy's name. Yeah. And so finally she goes, I know what we should name him. And and uh, she had told Tori this. And she, so uh, when she told, told Tori, she just said, John. And I was like, okay. Uh, and then she comes. So I get home from work and Tori's like, oh, Naomi had, what do you want to tell daddy? What you want to name the baby? She looks at me and she goes, John. <laughs> Where did that come from? I have, I have no idea. That's so, amazing. So yeah, that's what it. We're gonna name the baby J A A A A A A A A A A A A W N N N N N N N John. No, it's J O O O O O O O O. That would be that would be well, I guess so. I think when you pass three O's, it's no longer ooh; it's just a long O. We'll, oh. we'll have to look up. Got to put that umlaut. that up in the the little uh, double double dot over it to make it make the soft onomatopoeian dictionary. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah. So what? Let's that's that's a fun story. She is, you know, that's one of the great things. When you're raising kids and they start to develop their own personalities. <laughs> yeah, it, she's it's uh, just like. Uh, Stop speaking English half the time. She's just like. <laughs> and I'm like, English. Like, I have no idea what you just said. Like, I don't know. Like, we worked so hard to get you to speak real words. And then, right. then you learned them. We were so proud. And then you now you just. Yeah. Anyway, that's my girls. She's having fun. That's what I like. Yes. You like somebody that enjoys their life. And uh, when Lucas is your dad, you probably have to really work to enjoy your life. Just kidding. No, Thanks, Lucas. Phil. I'm sure you are. You know, in all honesty, I'm not. I'm not lying here. <laughs> got to make up for that I one. Got to make. I got to tell you the truth. No, I think you're probably a really fun dad. Thanks. I like to consider I'll myself a fun dad. The fun dad. Yeah. Just confessions. 
of Lucas. So I work at Mission OKC. We bring in inner city kids. They're usually, you know, we have a lot of behavioral issues that we deal with. So like sometimes to stop fights or like to scream over a bus of like 60 kids that are all wanting to do whatever they want. I have to like use a mean voice like, hey, sit down, like right. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to like, when I come home, I've learned I have to take that off. You have because to yeah, like, turn that channel down. Naomi's not all the a, way off. like she doesn't need that. You have to mute that channel. She's two years old, right? And she's, you know, she we're, we're been parenting that. them. So anyway, it's this like, the other night she came out of her bedroom and I was like, Naomi, like, baby, you need to go get back. <laughs> but it was just this like, for a split second, I was like getting ready and I was like, no, 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 no. Like, you need to no. get back in bed, baby. Go back to sleep. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Uh, that was not for her. That was for some kid on the Yeah, some kid trying to punch his friend or whatever. Yeah, or trying or to so. knock the window out of the van or something. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. Confessions, uh, confessions of Lucas. Yeah. So. We're not, there's no jingle for that. Confessions with Lucas. That was depressing. <laughs> All right, Phil. Here we are. This seating arrangement we have going on, which if you're watching, I don't know if we're ever going to put these up, but uh, yeah, if you're seeing will. this, it's it's weird. Like because I'm not we're used to facing each other. I know. So I feel like maybe next time we'll figure that out. It, yeah, we'll probably change not. our seating arrangement because this is generally used this way, and so this is just the way we're probably. No, we'll talk to Talenton Studios. <laughs> you're in charge of Talenton Studios. Oh, you're, you're the boss man. That's so. true. In a, in a way, not really. Kyle, so, if you're watching, I, I didn't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Phil, do we want to draft anything? Uh, no. All right. <laughs> you heard it here no, what were we going to draft? We're, oh, we were, you were, we were going to draft coffee brands. I feel like coffee brands, though, I'm like, what, what do you got there, though? I mean, <laughs> yeah, not really. It's, it's not, really not a good draft. Let's draft coffee, though. I'm going to take a latte, first overall pick. First overall pick. What Do you get like a certain... Oat milk latte. Yeah, that's it. Oat milk latte. Well, I, I got to say, I'm going to pick uh, just what I call old people coffee. Yeah, you just do like so coffee get, with some milk, It's a drip milk, right? coffee with half and half and... Okay. You know, some Here's the deal. Let's just tell the people. You're not going sugar. You're going to Starbucks. You're not on a diet. Get whatever you want. What's your Starbucks order? Just okay, old people coffee? Not, so we, is, is this my second pick? I don't know for drafting. I just uh, want to know your Starbucks my, yeah, order. Yeah, my Starbucks order is is a uh, a a uh, well, it depends if I have a dairy pill with me. You do. I have a dairy pill with me. Yep. It's a it's probably a vanilla uh, frappuccino. All right. Did you know you can do those with oat milk? Or, or no, 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 white chocolate mocha. Ooh, those are good too. If I'm doing hot, it's a white chocolate mocha. Yeah, yeah. So if mine, it's cold, it's a vanilla frappuccino. Mine at Starbucks is always, and, and this is like Tori and I will go split a, because uh, that way we get the venti. It's a uh, espresso frappuccino with oat milk, no whipped cream, espresso. and caramel drizzle. You don't want a caramel. You want the espresso frapp with yeah, caramel drizzle. I don't like their caramel. Well, then don't get way too dark. No, but I would highly recommend because the the problem with their fra well, not a problem really, but the they're like Starbucks flavored has problems. They're flavored frappuccinos, right? They just taste like ice cream, and there's not really a lot of coffee flavor. So they're espresso. I think it is ice cream. They're espresso frappuccinos, though. Taste like coffee, but okay, coffee well, flavored ice cream. Yeah, well, that's not a bad thing. So that's yeah. I just espresso frappuccino. I mean, I don't know how else to draft coffee. Yeah, that was that. That was that was really fun. We're well, sorry next, about that, everyone. Next, we apologize. I take an americano. We apologize uh, for that draft. Yeah, we'll we'll do a better prep. I we, can't lie to you. I, we will no, not we will do not, a better job prepping. But, so. but we'll be a little fresher. We'll be a little earlier in the day, and, and we'll things have, will go better. We'll have coffee. That's what we hope. <laughs>
Listen, here's the deal. If you want a more polished product, tell your friends to listen. Go somewhere else. No, Phil, stop. No, bring more people more so we people. have more listeners so Wait, that advertisers, write this down. advertisers will take us seriously so that they will give us money so we can take that money and spend more time working on this podcast. Oh, so no. if, I, if we get money, I have to spend more time... <laughs> Yes, because... That would be a blast. I would well, love to just work on this podcast. Yeah, so here's the deal. It, the more listeners we get, we can do like a... I don't know if you're familiar with Rhett and Link, Good Mythical Morning type situation, but we could have YouTube shows. We could have five days a week of podcasts. We could just be going crazy. I don't know if I would like that. Because that's all we do. <laughs> we just It's just you and me. We just have fun. <laughs> this is not realistic, but so, you invite know, your friends. Who knows? Who knows what could happen? That's right, but we got to do it quick because Phil's old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had. I, I, that's a really good point. Lucas. <laughs> you just never know. We better hurry up. <laughs> we better get this episode done because I might not last the episode. Yeah, we, we were just. <laughs> that's why of, we've shortened the episodes. We're just because of, we're afraid that Phil might expire <laughs> <laughs> like a bag of Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Phil. I didn't. Want, that took a dark turn. I love it. I love talking about death. When you get to be my age, anyway, <laughs> we should stop this right Phil. now because now we it's talking about my death. Is that you know joking about that? That's okay. But then when the old guy says, "Well, when you get to be my age." <laughs> You, you don't want to go any further yeah. in that conversation. That's not fun for anybody. No, no. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Uh, well, maybe... What, we, what, were we going to talk about something today? We should have just talked about death, apparently. No, so, okay. no. So, I wanted to take a moment and really start the conversation with communion. And that may be where it stays. We never know where we're going to go. Yeah. So, we'll just start at communion. Cards and, on the table. Lucas is teaching or preaching on communion soon. Yes, and uh, at uh, Bridgeway, where Tori and I attend on Sunday mornings, uh, they were just actually talking about communion. And oh, I, cool. It's really interesting because, as we've talked about before, I think what I want to call it is a reconstruction, not a deconstruction, but just in my faith as I'm just growing and learning and, like, have those moments. I, it is communion has been one of those things where I think throughout my life, it's like, well, why do we take communion? I'm like, Jesus said to. Right. And yeah, there yeah. it is. Right? And there you go. Because it is, I think you have... The, the Bible tells me so. Boom. Not, uh, a, not a bad thing. No, absolutely. Not a bad reason. It's, it is an ordinance, right? But I right. think... Jesus I've only, ordained it. I've only Do seen this. two points of view in that I feel like... Growing up, it was the Baptist point of view, which is, it's an ordinance. We do this as a church. We're commanded to do this in remembrance of me. And it has spiritual significance, but like this is, when you ask me to explain it, this is all I'm going to say, basically. Right. Like, it's yeah. an ordinance. We do it because we're told to do it. Which, again, if you're told to do something, you should do it no matter what. But there's got to be more. And then yeah. we have the Eucharist, which is like the Catholic way of doing it, uh, which is it literally becomes the body and the blood. And so, right. again, you run even more to the opposite way because you're like, that's really not what I think scripture says. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go and the I, opposite direction. Let me throw this in there too. The two bring different on, words, which I got corrected the other day. I can't remember who I was talking to, but someone obviously who is smarter than I am. Uh, but I said something about the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. And he said, no, we believe it's an ordinance. The sacrament is what, like when you say the Eucharist, the sacrament is where it's this, 
spiritual thing that happens where you know it becomes a body and blood of, of Christ. Hmm. That's what he would ref, would have referred to it in his theological studies. That was that would be calling it a sacrament, whereas the Baptist belief is that it is an ordinance. Mm. And what you're saying is it's somewhere in between those two things. Right, I think it's... it's Whether it's literally in between or not, in a, to, to a logical uh, or a cursory observer, something in between those two things uh, surely is true. It's not just an action we do because we're told to. Exactly. It, there has we to don't be... think it's the body and blood of Jesus... No. physically i don't i don't either and i think like if you're a listener and and maybe you are like a super devout catholic or maybe you this is what you believe like i don't i'm not we're not here to no, disprove we're not saying you're, you're things not going to heaven here, or but I, I just think it's a, it's always an open conversation and, and that's right. what we want to have we want to we've talked in the past about oh crap christianity which is right. where like i want to be in the place where i don't think i figured it all out to the point that i would never have to go oh, oh crap what do i do with that you know yeah. like and, and like Always, again, having that, that mindset to but, ask yourself, what if I'm wrong? But you know? at the same time, we talked in our last episode, Lucas, I think you brought it out really well, that you get to points in your life that it just seems all so brand new. Yeah. You're like, wow, I never thought of the Christian life this way. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of one of those things. Maybe communion or the Lord's Supper, the Lord's Table, Eucharist, whatever you call it, uh, can be something new. It can be something yeah, more than you thought. We can bring new life here, yeah. and not really new life, but for you and for me, new life. Because it's like with most things in life where I, I think it is. There's, there's got to be a tension. You've got to walk in the middle of, of these two things because when you fall to one side or the other, so why can it not be an ordinance and also something super spiritual yeah. that, is, that is happening? And, and so at, at Bridgeway, the pastor's name is Michael Roundtree, and, and I think he was quoting someone, so you can Google it, uh, to give proper recognition. But his, basically his point was, look, when we look at communion, Jesus has invited us to dinner. Why wouldn't you accept that invitation? Right? I think exactly. when we look at communion, it is. It's an invitation from Christ. Come eat with me. Come dine. Come break bread with me, um, yeah. which, is, which is awesome. And Tori pointed out when Jesus comes back and reveals himself in the room with the disciples, one of the things he does to prove himself is he breaks bread with them. Yeah. And it's this just this important, the spiritual, wow. I'm trying to think, this the spiritual recognition in that breaking bread. Yeah. And so, well, I mean, I would say what, what a powerful thing just to say, even if you say it is just an ordinance, it's just something to do because we were told, uh, man, what a, what, you know, if that's the first thing you ought to add to it yeah. is that this is an opportunity to meet with Jesus. Yeah. And to not just remember, but to experience in many ways what the disciples experienced. Although, hey, let's just get, let's, let's talk New Testament here. What we experience as believers, Jesus didn't live inside them. He lives inside us. So yeah. It's even, even even what it better. is, what it is for us, really, is more than what the disciples, even though they could experience him physically, and as John said, even though their hands handled him, mm-hmm. you know, we always think, oh, wouldn't that have been amazing? But uh, my pastor used to say, you know what, the twelve disciples, the twelve apostles, Elijah, Moses, they're all going to be coming up to you in heaven and saying, what was it like to have God living on the inside of you? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you never think about we that. We don't think about that. We, th- we want to say to Elijah, what was it like to have the power to call down fire from heaven? You know, or we want to say to, to um, you know, John, what was it like to sit close to him? You know, yeah. physically. But Although, you know, maybe we could talk on those things of like filled with the Spirit versus baptized by the Spirit. Because again, David, Elijah, these guys we're talking about had moments being filled with the Spirit. Right, Clearly right, right. written in Scripture that the Spirit filled them. Right. Uh, and I think as believers, again, totally different podcast, a lot more research coming. But, but it is like, I think there's a lot of believers, right? We've been baptized in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells within us, but... There's never been the the filling of the spirit hasn't come yet. Like yeah, come yeah, into oh, no, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I think it that is that is definitely a different podcast. But yeah, another podcast. I don't even know which one. But it like was. you said in our last podcast, is that if you have as much of God as you want, exactly. So um, yeah. Which on that note, it was just another podcast. I thought it was accurately put, which I think we put here. We'll continue talking about communion, and maybe we'll we always come back to things, or we never do. I don't know. <laughs> but he basically said when we start talking about the armor of God, it seems like there's a lot of spiritual streakers because we get to the helmet of salvation and then we stop. <laughs> Who <laughs> just, said that? It was on, a, it was on another Christian All podcast. Right. I don't, I don't know. know where that came from. That was out of nowhere, Lucas. No, I'm just, it, it was in that as we were talking about being filled, baptized, <laughs> okay. all of those things. All right, all right, all right. And even in communion, like I think it is like you can spiritual do. Spiritual streakers. You can get to just the ordinance part but you miss all the best parts, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Doing what God has called you to do is awesome, and you should definitely always what do if that's, that. If someone has like a spirit of discernment and they see someone who's spiritually streaking, do they get embarrassed? <laughs> <laughs> embarrassed for them? Or? Okay, on that note, because just because I love the, how our podcast just goes wherever it wants, <laughs> can you be embarrassed for someone or are you just embarrassed of them? Uh... I've been embarrassed for, but but are you really like? If, usually, it's for myself. If they're when not, I listen to this podcast, if they're not embarrassed in the mo- like out there, uh-huh. but you're embarrassed for them, really, are you just embarrassed of them? Like, uh you maybe you're right. Okay, I was just yeah. it's it's something it's like a good thought exercise yeah. we run out of my are house. You, are you embarrassed for them in their place in their stead? Yeah. Are you the uh, embarrassment propitiation for them? Yeah, I, substitutionary embarrassment. Well, I, I just think it's more of like we we like I'm embarrassed for them, and, and so it's like it's a way to feel good about yourself. But really, are you just kind of being a turd, being embarrassed of that person? <laughs> like, I wish they weren't oh, here. Yeah, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, check yourself. So on back back on to communion. Communion, yeah. It is. I think we were we were we were talking about um, just this the spiritual significance of communion and, and eating dinner with Jesus, him yeah. dwelling within us and that amazing. And even those people who we're going to be like, what was it like to sit right next to him? They're going to come up and ask, what was it like to have him living within us? And so he's always within us at you know, all times. Go yeah, ahead. go ahead. No, no. Well, I was just walking in that, the way of basically like at communion, I think, and, and you know that at other times he reveals himself more to you in different moments. And I think that's where communion is, where like he is revealing himself more to you at this table than yeah. than typical, I guess. You know, we, we see that a lot of times in worship, you know, as we're, we're lifting our hands and we're crying out to God, like that's where a lot of us have that, like you feel his presence a little more there, you know, and I right. think that's these, where, where I was headed with that, so. Yeah, um, so I was, I was gonna say, I, I, I don't wanna, I wanna explore that a little bit more, but the word in, uh, the word koinonia, Mm. which is uh, used for fellowship. People talk about like small groups and prayer groups, accountability groups as being koinonia because it's this picture of close fellowship, but it really is a picture of a meal. Mm-hmm. 
that word. And in in Peter, <laughs> Peter, uh, it's it's in the New Testament <laughs> where he says, "I should know this." It's one of my verses. We become partakers of the divine nature, mm. and that word is like koinos. It's it's part of that meal. It's a meal sharing. So as the disciples had dinner with Jesus, shared meals with him on a regular basis, and particularly at the end when he washed their feet and he prepared them for the the trial that was to come, uh, we have the part of our identity as believers is ongoing koinonia Hmm. with the divine nature, with God. We have fellowship with God, uh, and it's... the way it describes that fellowship is through this picture of a meal, mm-hmm. uh, like a ta- like the table. So, but you said also when you experience God's presence more in like worship when you're like engaged, raising your hands, crying out to God. Why is that? I mean, is that uh, is that because God decides to show up more in worship, or what? What's your uh, what's your take on that? Because I think this I think this relates to how we take communion too. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So do you have a comment about that or just want me to? I think you're This leading, is one of those times where I'm asking you a question you're because leading I want to answer the question. So I want, you, I want you to go ahead and answer your own question. <laughs> Pretend I just asked all those things. You go forward with because I think you have something good to say. I don't know. I think, well, I, th- I think that it's that, I think the reason you feel God's presence when you worship God, when you lift your hands, mm-hmm. when you take these steps to... I mean, in some cases, like lifting our hands in public is crucifying our flesh a little bit. Yeah. You know, in some cases, it may be showing off. You know, you don't know what that is. But if you're engaging to the Lord with your heart, he is going to, well, I don't know that he does anything different. You know, he never changes. He's constant. But I think, like like I quoted from the, uh, the person from the, Asbury Revival, you have as much of God as you want. Yeah. As, you, as you engage with him, he's there. Yeah. He's faithful to engage with you. If we draw near to him and he will draw near to us, you know, he is constant and faithful. So how much we get out of the ordinance or sacrament of baptism, I mean, of, of uh, the Lord's Supper, communion, is how much we engage yeah. emotionally mentally absolutely i mean i think you you think about communion and the the warnings given to it right and in first corinthians 11 is yeah. you know you need to go make things right before you take communion you can't just come in here willy-nilly and do whatever you want and so it is this like as you come before the father you to, for communion for to sit at his table like you need to come cleanse yourself before him it, 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 confess your sin be ready to go and so i think it is and, and in worship what do we do? Like we remove all distractions and make him the focus of attention. It should yeah. be. Uh, right? Or we attempt to. That's what we try to do. Yeah, and I think that's that's the deal, right? Is that we, it's not like he's snuggling in closer to us. It's that we're snuggling in closer to him, right? right? Like yeah. it's that sinning and worship. And I, I the, love the image, right? Where Naomi, she comes to me and she's like, dad, I just pick me up, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Just hold me. Right. And I just love that picture in worship where I'm like, dad, just, just hold me, right? Yeah, like, right. I don't, I don't have anything else. Like, I just want you, like literally, that's all right. I want. And, and it's, yeah. 
it's in that moment. I don't really care. Like I don't, I don't have this like, well, I'm hungry and I'm tired and, and I, I want to go do this and I want to watch this. And I want to no, like all, I just want you. Right. And I right. taken the time to remove all these distractions. And so I think communion is that right. Like we've, we're taking our, ourself and we're, we're taking a minute to dwell and just sit and like God reveal in me what's going on. Show me the deepest parts of my heart. Reveal so I can cleanse myself so you can cleanse me of these things. And I just want to sit here at your table and, and break bread with you. Experience you. Yeah, experience you. Yeah. And so it I is. Want, yeah. I mean, I want to know you. We, you know, we can say... Uh, and it is, it's true, you know, we're one spirit with him. I want to, I want to experience that oneness. First yeah. Corinthians 6, 17 says, if that sounds like weird talk to you, which I know it did when I was, when I, you know, I had read it a thousand times and missed it yeah. every single time. First Corinthians 6, 17, it says that he that's joined to the Lord is one spirit yeah. with him. So that's a reality. There is a oneness that is ours to experience but in this life i think it takes some focus and some effort and right. some and some learning to experience i think we kind of have to learn how in our natural minds and bodies to experience the oneness that is just a reality in our spirits yeah um so yeah to experience yeah and i think in that there's just there's a beauty in the ordinance in that like God knows that we need to experience him. Yeah. God knows we need this. So he said, look, you need to do this as often as you gather. You need yeah. to do this, right? Like in scripture. Well, an interesting he, thing. Why did he say, why would a meal be that important? Right. And, and it's just, he's like, look, you need me. <laughs> like yeah. You need to take this time to dwell and to focus and to cast off all sin, all distraction, all of everything else, because this life is crazy. Just get rid of it and, and spend a minute and just sit with me. Right. Yeah. I think like he, so it being an ordinance, it being something we're, we're called to do regularly is yeah. because he knows we need it regularly. Right. Like I can't just do it once and be like, cool, I'm going <laughs> to just sit here forever. Right. Like we've got to be constantly reminded and brought back. Yeah, so. we do. Um, I want to say my uh, city church, shout out to City Church Tulsa. Uh, we, uh, that's, it's one of the churches that I'm involved with. Uh, my son was the worship leader there. We love the staff and, uh, everybody at city church and I have a lot of wonderful friends there. And I, I'm sort of a member, but I don't get to go there very right. often, but right. they, they do communion every week. It's something they decided to do as a non-denominational church. They decided to do communion every week because they want everyone to have the opportunity to meet Jesus every week. Yeah. And they really emphasize that this is a place to meet Jesus. Yeah. And what he says, he says something really interesting, something really interesting. He says, this is a thin place. This is a place where, you know, the table is a thin place. In other words, this is a place where the division between heaven and earth gets thin, mm. you know? And I'm like, you can't say that is a sort of a metaphysical truth because God is everywhere and he's real. But the reality is that when we engage in this ordinance, this thing Jesus said was to remind us of him, it is part of the thing that happens is that division between heaven and earth gets thin. I like that. Mm -hmm. I just like that yeah. phrase, even though it's kind of puts my mind going, Arr. 
Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's this is what's happening. We're purposefully moving toward him. Absolutely. Uh, and so, yeah, it's a really yeah. I remember when Tori and I. Um, first gotten married and we were kind of visiting around to some different churches. We had gone to Frontline Oklahoma City and that's uh, the downtown campus. They, that's what they do. They, every week they have communion. And I just remember going and it was like, this is weird, right? Like this is not what we grew up doing. Right. And so Once a quarter if you're a Baptist. Yeah. And maybe less. Yeah. <laughs> if it falls on business meeting night, probably not. Uh, I'm sorry, Baptist. Or somebody this forgets. Is, yeah. The deacons forgot to fill oh, up the grape man. juice. So, but in that it was like, this is weird. But I think whenever we try to judge the spirit and what God is going to do based on if it's weird or not, you're going to be throwing out most of the New Testament, right? Like right. Jesus walking <laughs> up and being like, uh, demon, get out of him. Like right. that was weird. Mud right? on the eyes. Yeah, that was weird. Spitting in somebody's spitting. eye. That was weird. Of, spitting is not you acceptable. Know, Paul and Silas, like the fact that the girl was falling with the demon and he cast, like that was weird. Like all this stuff going on yeah. in the New Testament and the old, like it's all weird. And yeah. so if like what you're judging, uh, if this is of the spirit or not, is whether it's weird or not, like, guess what? That's like, not a good, that's no, not a good, uh, terrible judgment. Rubric. Exactly. Rubric? Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Rubric? Yep. <laughs> uh, anyway, Phil, Rubric. That's... <laughs> I just, I kind of want to end with this in that what uh, communion is uh, and yeah. this covenant, because I didn't realize this until I had heard it from another uh, another pastor a while back, but he was just talking about in Jewish culture, uh, whenever the groom would come to uh, call on the bride and, and basically propose marriage, uh, he would come and they would have a meal together. And so they would they would have this, this meal and he would say, look, like, um, <clears throat> I am going to go prepare a place for you. Um, and I'll, I'll come back for you. Right. And then as he would, he would go and he'd begin to, to prepare this place. And then uh, he would send his, his basically the best friend, the, the right. best man, the guy. Yeah. He would come back to relay messages between the bride and the bridegroom. Right. And so he would yeah. bring these messages. And so as Jesus is leaving this earth, he says, look, I'm, I'm going to prepare a place for you. So he comes and he has this meal, the, the Passover supper, the, the Lord's supper. He has this meal with him and it's reminding them, it's this covenant, like, look, I'm, I'm going to go away. I'm going to prepare a place for you in heaven. But look, I'm not just leaving. The Holy Spirit is coming to dwell within you, right? Yeah. And he's going to be with you while I'm preparing this place, but I'm coming back to get you. Right. And it's just this beautiful picture of this covenant between Christ and his church, Christ and his bride. Like, look, I'm coming back for you. I've gone to prepare a place. The Holy Spirit lives within you. He's going to deliver these messages. He's going to guide you. He's going to empower you. But I'm on my way, right? Like, right. I'm getting this ready for you. And then I'm coming back. And this time on a horse. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. This is, this is one thing. And what? That, this is incredible. Lucas, you know what's incredible? We, we sat here and talked about communion. And I think brought out some really some really useful uh things that can be really meaningful to some people about yeah. communion to to really make it a, a spiritual and powerful experience and we haven't even gotten to the meaning of the bread and the cup <laughs> you know which we all which we kind of all know and i think maybe right. as i as i'm sitting here saying that to myself I, I feel like the lord's saying well that was kind of my design i wanted you guys to talk about what we don't think about all yeah. the time in communion we think about the body and the blood, which is primary. Yeah. But there's so much else going on that 
then sort of holds that central piece, which is the body and the blood of Christ, the 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 covenant, yeah. the sacrifice, the death. You know, the cross is everything yeah. to us as Christians. What what is um, what has sealed that covenant? But right? and it but I think the meal maybe and like the covenant, like you're talking about, is much more about the resurrection. Yeah, you know, coming back. This mm-hmm. is the beginning of something. This is not the end. Yeah. So anyway, really good, good conversation. Yeah. Nice. Great. That that went well, Luke. So, see, you didn't think this was a good thing to talk about. Well, I just said maybe we need to think more about it, but I think we thought <laughs> No, I'm just going to tell you people, Lucas did not want to talk about communion. This was all my idea. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Can you tell on the camera when I'm lying? If you could just <laughs> if you could be here for our 5-minute pre-show planning sessions, you just know everything. <laughs> Uh, uh, is there any music playing yet? No. I'm turning it up. You should play some music because it's time for your minute. Whoa. Uh-oh. There it goes. It's yeah. Time for, minute uh-oh. of culture. My mic just died. Did it yeah. really? I hear you. Okay, good. So, uh, yeah, it's time for your minute of culture. Yeah, so let me let me go. Uh, let me go. Let me go. Anyway, uh, the NBA All-Star Game uh, recently happened when we recorded this, but everybody knows the NBA, All- NBA All-Star Game it sucks. Uh, it it's just a bunch of guys not trying really at all, and they just go up and basically make layups and dunks and long three-point shots, and it's just not fun to watch because no, nobody's playing defense. No, it's not fun. Which just kind of brings on this like the phenom- most fun was watching them draft their teams. Yes, that was more fun. Nikola Jokic coming up, but I just think it's and, like and Giannis drafting a I- starter, trying to draft a, a starter during the uh, backup <laughs> rounds. Yes, yeah, it was all weird. Um, I'm just saying. I don't know how they fix it, but these guys just have to try. You know, and I think that's in life for all of our listeners. You just have to try, right? You, like you can't you, do flag basketball. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Uh, yeah, the NBA, the pro ball was terrible too. So <laughs> until they made it flag football. So yeah. It but was, uh, anyway, that's your minute. That was my minute. Uh, it's, it's yeah, you're right. The All Stars were terrible, but Lucas. I think we're done. Yeah. Where can people go if they want to send us an second, email, Phil? Second breakfast, 777 at gmail.com. That or is email address. It's electronic mail if you haven't heard of this. Second breakfast, 777 at gmail.com. Yes. Or if you want to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, we would love to hear from you. Love and send pancakes. us a DM on there uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns. Or, so here's the deal we talked about several episodes ago a naming contest for Epic our listeners. Episodes. Uh, super fan Leah texted me and said we should call them the Brunch Bunch, uh, which I think That's is great. Not terrible. But at here's all. what we need you to do: the Brekkies, the Syrup Squad. We need you to DM and send us what you think Names. it should be, and then we'll put a poll out. Yeah, on Facebook and Instagram, we'll put a poll to where you can vote and Spotify what it should be and Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah we can do that. Cool. All right. Well, we love you guys. We so love you guys. We'll see you next time on Second Breakfast with Lucas and Phil. Wow. Yeah. That was impressive. You know what we're doing. We're going out downtown. Know what we're doing. I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm rapping anyway. And I got a lot to say, and I don't got anything. And I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm rapping anyway. Hey, we'd like to eat some breakfast around here. Second breakfast coming at you when you know what it is, dear. Oh, pancakes with syrup on top. No, I like that whipped cream and butter too, y'all. Yeah, bacon on my eggs. So good. Make me go flex.